Hi, I'm Leanne, and I want to welcome you to How to Pray. I'm glad you've chosen to listen today. This is the first in a seven-episode series, with a new episode dropping each Sunday. Prayer is one of those things we think we understand, but probably don't. And once we realize this, too much time has gone by to bring it up to someone who might be able to explain it to us. And I want to say from the outset, if this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be your guide to prayer. I'm going to do my best to give some structure to prayer so you have a better sense of what to do when you pray. I'm going to explain some of the things we hear a lot when other people pray but don't really know what it means. And above all, I'm going to reassure you that you can't get it wrong. Prayer isn't that kind of thing. And while it's easy to say, there's nothing to it, it's just a conversation between you and God, I'm aware of how strange that actually sounds. What does God want to talk about anyway? What can I possibly know that would be of interest to the being that created the entire universe? What am I expecting God to say in reply? These are all very real questions, and I'm sure there are more where they come from, but trust me when I say you can pray. And in order for this to be a useful experience, I'm going to ask you to pray every day for the seven weeks of this project, and if all goes according to plan, for all the days that follow. So let's get started. Prayer can be expressed in any number of ways for any number of reasons. As we often remind each other here at Kindred, we're in a relationship with God. And relationships require communication in order to flourish. Prayer is the primary way we communicate with God and God communicates with us. Our prayers can be gritty and real, or they can express the language of our souls. They can be brief and highly specific, or rambling and all-encompassing. They can happen on our knees, or in our cars, or on a walk, sitting on a beach gazing at the ocean, or in a favorite chair. There's no one way to pray. No one size fits all. To put this in perspective, here are a couple of examples of how prayer can express both our immediate needs and deeper longings. The other week, I got lost going to an appointment in a city I'd never been to before. The GPS in my car hadn't been updated in a few years, and some new roads had been built in the meantime. As I approached the city, all of a sudden my route simply disappeared from the navigation screen. I panicked. My appointment started in 10 minutes and I had no idea where I was, never mind where my appointment was located. So I punched my steering wheel and said, God help me! How am I ever going to find out where I'm going? And this was my prayer. Not knowing what else to do, I took the next exit off the Mystery Highway and immediately found myself at the intersection of the very road my appointment was on. I took a chance and turned left, mostly because I was in the left turn lane and had the arrow. And there was the building I was trying to find, right in front of me. I pulled into the parking lot, parked my car, and arrived at my appointment with five minutes to spare. Riding up in the elevator, I sheepishly said to God, Thank you. That was awesome. Which was also my prayer. At the other end of the spectrum is something far less mundane and far more mystical. 
Contemplative prayer, which is a form of meditation, invites us to sit in silence with the presence of God. As any of you who have tried to meditate know, this isn't easy. Maria, my teacher in contemplative prayer, likes to remind her students that hearts beat, lungs breathe, and brains think. So the goal isn't to stop thinking, but to manage our thoughts, to catch the thought before it starts to take over, release it, and use a focus word to signal that we're done with that thought and are returning to the presence of God. This will happen a lot, which isn't a bad thing. Maria tells the story of a woman who'd been practicing contemplative prayer for a year and returned to Maria full of frustration. I use my focus word at least a thousand times every time I pray. To which Maria replied, how wonderful to be given the opportunity to consciously return to God a thousand times. Who can argue with that? Contemplative prayer is very much a discipline aimed at training our brains to create space for God's presence. There's no asking, no confessing, just sitting in silence, making ourselves available to the presence of God. These are two extremes of what prayer can be. I'm sure we're almost all familiar with the first example, maybe less familiar with the second, and there's a whole lot in between. But we're going to begin with the basics, the key components of what constitutes prayer as modeled for us throughout Scripture. Adoration, reconciliation, lament, thanksgiving, and petition. If we can familiarize ourselves with these elements of prayer and incorporate them into our communication with God, they'll serve us well, no matter the situation or the reason for praying. Until next time, I want you to practice praying every day. Don't worry about getting it right or how long or short it is. Just talk to God in such a way that makes it clear this is what you're choosing to do. In this moment, and in this space. I hope you'll join me again next week for part one, Adoration. And for worship service times and more information about Kindred Church, check out our website, kindrednc.church. Thanks for listening and have a great day.